Welcome to Engineering Works, powered by the ACEC of Illinois. We'll be featuring the innovators, creators, designers, and engineers who are making engineering work in Illinois and reshaping our state. I'm Haley Burns, co-founder of public affairs and public relations firm River Strategies and co-founder of Lincoln Forum, a Chicago-based public affairs event series. Today, I'll be talking to Jim Shaw. He's vice president and Illinois state leader of RS&H. Jim, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time today. Thanks for having me. Excited. So, you know, there's so much evolution in the way infrastructure projects are planned and executed. And I know you are at the center of some of that exciting change. So I wanted to begin by asking you, what is innovative project delivery? And how is that working? I know at IDOT and the Tollway and the projects that you're involved in. So innovative project delivery, which is also called alternative project delivery quite often in the industry, is the use of different procurement methodologies to execute projects. So we talk about the different procurement methodologies. We're, we're Right now in Illinois, we're talking about construction manager general, manager, general contractor, or CMGC, progressive design build, or PDB, and design build. These are just different ways to, from cradle to grave, select the designers and contractors and execute projects. It's really good timing to have these tools in the toolbox. The Infra Innovations for Transportation Infrastructure Act was authorized in June of last year, and and with the IIJA and the Rebuild Illinois um, uh, programs out there right now, this is a great time to bring those on board. And, and so what is the big difference? This is a varied and complex and deep process. But if you had to talk about the, the big differentiators between current methods and innovative project delivery, what would those be? That's a great question. And if it really boil it down to its essence, it's bringing everyone to the table early in the process to collaborate. So when we look at CMGC or progressive design build, you're essentially bringing the contractor into the planning and design phase to solicit their advice and talk about where they feel they can add value and really developing cost certainty. And then design build, we really talk about design build with regards to innovation. Again, bringing the contractor and designer and, and, and the planners and the owners together to come up with the, the best possible solutions for the particular challenges for each individual project. And and those three methods are, are three really neat tools that IDOT and the TOLGA will have at their disposal and best use for specific project goals. A lot of times we have challenges uh, on projects and we want cost certainty, we want speed of delivery, uh, we want to transfer risk, which we can talk about a little bit further, and maybe there's MOT or construction challenges, or just innovative different um, you know types of uh, bridges or interchanges and stuff like that. And getting that collaboration and getting these people to work together really facilitates that innovation. We see a lot of benefits out of that kind of proactive interaction and partnering with the industry. When it comes to risk, as I mentioned earlier, we can kind of put risk where it's best handled. So you put the appropriate risks uh, into each party's basket that is best equipped to handle that. And that also helps facilitate that speed of delivery and the innovation that goes on. I've worked on a number of different projects around the country. And what I've realized is you end up with better solutions. You end up with a quicker process. And I've been very impressed with working with contractors. And a lot of times we think about contractors as just the people that build this, but they're very good at, um, you know, kind of what I said, building things and coming up with ideas and techniques and, and things that maybe designers wouldn't talk about. So 
So again, to boil it down, it's really that collaboration and innovation and these techniques kind of spark those things within a project. Since you're in the weeds and you're watching this new way of doing things firsthand, I'm curious, how are people adapting to this, to have new faces at the table, you know, at the planning table and new voices in various aspects of this process? Is that a smooth transition or, you know, was it a little bit bumpy? How is that going? Change is always tough, right? Anytime there's change, there's going to be angst and these new techniques. They're they're not necessarily new, but they are new to Illinois. I think we're going to be one of the last states to adopt all this type of stuff. However, again, it's timely with all the funding that's gone into infrastructure. And we have a lot of lessons learned, right, from other states. So we get to implement it kind of when these are a little more mature. And innovative project delivery is not meant to be a disruptor, right? It's not that type of disruptive change. It should really be an enhancer to the good programs and policies we already have in place. The contractors, the designers, and the owners here in Illinois are very savvy at what they do. We want to take the best practices and the good work that we've been doing for these decades and combine them with these new tools to, again, create that innovation and efficiency. So so getting back to the question, which is, you know, how is it going? I, you know, I, I think at the beginning there was more angst. Again, anytime change is happening, we, we always feel that way. Um, you know, there's always concerns about qualifications and selections and really just changing the way we do business. I think we've gotten past a lot of that. Um, IDOT, the tollway, and, and other agencies have done a very good job in rolling this out in a holistic way. They have done a great job in meeting with industry and listening to those concerns and suggestions and really taking great care to mold these tools so there's a benefit to the owners, the industry, and the public. So, mm-hmm. so but again, anytime we have that change, there's, there's going to be some reservations. We hear a lot from contractors with regards to getting selected on qualifications or from engineers with feeling like they could be shut out of the process. And then DBE programs, uh, IDOT and the TOI have wonderful DBE programs and they administer it very well. But these being a little more, little sometimes larger projects, sometimes there's different insurance and indemnification requirements, and sometimes there's greater risk. I mentioned risk transfer earlier. So we see some smaller firms and DBE firms very concerned with, again, just maybe getting cut out of the process. I think the thing to take away, though, is that this is going to be a a small piece of how we deliver projects in Illinois. And, you know, there's specific caps on the program. And, you know, these tools I think are great. I I really believe in them, but they need to be applied appropriately. Not every project is a good candidate for innovative project delivery and these different techniques. Design, bid, build will still be a major part of what we do in this industry. But when we have projects that can benefit from this and, and create innovative solutions and find ways to collaborate and work together, I think that'll really help the industry become better as a whole. I think we'll become better contractors, better designers, and and the owners will be able to provide better benefit to the people of Illinois through these processes. Mm -hmm. Well, into that point, Jim, while this is exciting, it's not affecting all projects, obviously, in Illinois. And last we spoke, you had mentioned that this really doesn't make sense for every project in our state. What are some of the characteristics of a project that would make this kind of innovative project delivery a, you know, something to really think about or might benefit it? Well, that's a great question. I think we hear a lot, or maybe the, some of the myths around these type of projects is that they're, they're just for big projects. And 
while obviously the larger the project, the more innovations or the more interesting things you can do within them, it's that's not necessarily a main criteria for it. They do need to be large enough to facilitate that risk transfer so that it makes it uh, reasonable to to set that to a contractor or designer and have them accept that. But you know, anything where we would see a benefit from innovation, I kind of mentioned some things earlier. Sometimes like if like for example, two ninety, which is you know, theoretically to come out as a CMGC through IDOT, that's something they announced recently. There's a lot of traffic, right? How do we construct anything along that corridor? Well, I mean, that could become part of work sitting down with a contractor and working with them and coming up with some different solutions to what the goals of that project are and different ways to construct it to try and benefit the, the motoring public and in, in reducing their delays and so there's a whole lot of stuff we can do. There's innovations with construction techniques or different types of ridges. And I think as designers, which I am, sometimes we make assumptions on this is the most efficient, cost-effective thing to do. But often contractors they understand the commodities, they understand the actual putting the rubber to the road here and, and building things. And they sometimes have a different opinion as to that. We've also seen some really neat things happen within these projects across the country. And and I mentioned kind of DBEs before and really diversity, equity, inclusion. I think one of the things I saw earlier in my career working on projects like this are some of the positive effects that have come about. The neat thing about some of these procurement methodologies is that we could set the goals and really the evaluation on how we, we move the project forward to tailor what we want to get out of the project. So if it is in an area where we want to see diversity, equity, inclusion, and enhancement to the community, we could put that in kind of the, the scoring criteria to pick the best best improvement for the project. And, and I've seen some amazing things with uh, just including programs for um, young women in engineers or minority engineering programs um, that were just almost offshoots of the overall project itself. You know, it's a highly improvement. How do we use that to sometimes improve the communities around it? And, you know, amazing things have come from that. So you can do a lot of different things. And it's really a, what we need to do when we start these projects is set the goals for the project to solve whichever particular problem is in place. So it's environmental. Maybe it's that DEI. Maybe it is impacts to the motoring public. And then, you know, select the correct procurement methodology for it. And then, and then as we move through the project, just keep that focus and give that focus to the team. And I think people will be amazed at what, what these teams can come up with and some of the really awesome solutions that come about. When things, and under this kind of, and again, not new, but new to Illinois methodologies, I imagine Project management is on a different <laughs> importance, maybe, when things are maybe a bit more fluid. Anytime there's this kind of collaboration and innovation, sometimes not as structured as other ways of doing things. I'm curious, is that the case, Jim? Does project management and keeping things moving, and to your point, keeping kind of your eyes on the goal, does that become more important? That's a that's a, another really good question, Haley. There's almost a philosophical shift that has to occur within the industry when working on these projects, from the owner's perspective and from maybe the designers and contractors as well. But it's really more of an oversight, and you're giving more control away depending on the type of procurement methodology you select. Maybe lesser so for CMGC and progressive design build, but on design build, you're giving a lot of that control of the project over to the team that's going to be developing and constructing it. So. 
it's a different role for all of those players the further we moved towards giving that control away. And the designers and contractors need to do a good job in that. It's very challenging to stay on top of. The owners also have to take that different role and, as you said, kind of managing the project and overseeing it and really accepting a performance-based contract that we want this bridge and it's going to be this big and made out of certain materials. And then you need to let the design and construction team just go. So that's that's why it's great that we have these three different tools because really we move across that spectrum with CMGC and Progressive and Insta Design Build, giving up more control, transferring more risk. But again, fostering more innovation and collaboration. So there is certainly that. And I, Don the Tollway, have been working very diligently on working on manuals and guidelines to help industry as well as our own internal folks uh, manage that change and that shift and, and understand the roles and responsibilities that will uh, be required for this type of program. Mm-hmm. Well, as you said, Illinois is one of the last states to implement this. But there's benefits that come with being last. We've watched others do that. Are there pitfalls that you've seen other states have to navigate that are on maybe those top few that maybe we will have the benefit of not having to experience because we've been able to learn and watch from our neighbors? We certainly aren't perfect tools, not even design bid build, which is how we do it right now. The low bid process isn't perfect. And Not every project will go perfectly, but this is just meant to, again, enhance those projects that are appropriate for these new techniques. There are a lot of lessons learned. We've seen projects go bad, certainly using these these processes. And more particularly in the design build field, I think that the CMGC and Progressive is just a little, I'll call it more collaborative process to try and get that cost certainty and some innovation into it. And then design build is, again, that really that major risk transfer and then all control transfer from the owners to the teams. And there we've seen some different projects not go great. A lot of the times with that risk transfer, the designers and the contractors, things aren't properly vetted or issues come up in the contractor and the project that there is some negative things that can occur. So firms need to have their eyes open when they go into these projects and look at contract language very specifically and and make business decisions as to whether they do want to get involved in some of the more hardcore stuff like design build. Certainly there comes a greater reward with this, right? So it's a risk reward situation and everybody will need to bet that appropriately. But I think at the end of the day, as you mentioned that we're late to the game, I think we're 48. So there's a few people behind us, but there is a tremendous amount of lesson learned and there's been a lot of care to implement that within the program that both these agencies are developing right now. They have listened a lot. And the guidelines and, and techniques that are going to be used and how these projects are selected and then implemented, hopefully will avoid most, if not all of those lessons learned from these being around the industry for the last few decades. Absolutely. There's incredible benefit to being slow and strategic and probably most of that benefit can be seen in implementing things like this. And you spoke so much about the reward. You're working in this, and I know you've been working closely with IDOT and Toolways, seeing the effects of this kind of delivery method. What gets you excited about the next five to 10 years using these kinds of methods? What's so exciting about this? How is this going to change the way we do things in the industry that gets you personally the most excited? I thank you for asking that question because I've been working on a, um, innovative project delivery projects for over a decade, and they have been some of the best 
experiences in my career, I think maybe the first thing I'd want to say is about our industry. We have a tremendously talented design and construction in our industry and our agencies are very good stewards of taxpayer money. Sometimes they might get criticized, but in my experience with them, they do they do care and, and the whole industry cares. So I think we'll all be better at what we do. And I think looking through the crystal ball five years down the road, see that there is a benefit to these techniques within our industry. I have no doubt in my mind that the contractors and the designers and the agencies in Illinois will be able to implement this successfully and find a positive way to use these tools along with the existing tools that we have in place. When it comes to our industry and the benefit and kind of what keeps me excited about these programs, at the end of the day, improving our communities is inherent to what we do in civil and engineering, right? As well as the construction of these projects. And those who are involved in these industries, and again, owners, engineers, and contractors are very good at what we do. And I, I fully believe that we achieve amazing triple bottom line success metrics. And by that, I'm not just talking about economic, but also environmental and social impacts to these projects. Giving the industry here in Illinois and the industry in the United States, these tools to come up with these new ideas and innovations and giving them the ability to collaborate, I think benefits everyone. And I think we'll look back at this maybe in five or 10 years and look at this as a watershed moment for the transportation industry here in Illinois. And, and we will see the benefits that these have these techniques have, have given to the taxpayers of, of Illinois as well. And I'm very excited about it and look forward to working with everyone in the industry and, and making these things a success. Jim, thank you so much. This is one of my favorite things to talk about in the industry. That's just the collaboration of this, I think, is so exciting. And you are certainly someone we would love to keep in touch with and hear how this evolves in Illinois. Thank you so much. I am so very excited about it and cautiously optimistic and, and maybe even nervous too. I really do want everyone to see the benefits and I, I don't want to see projects that don't go well. So we're all going to work very hard to make that happen. Well, excited and nervousness usually goes hand in hand when something innovative and, and cool is happening. So I think that sounds about normal. <laughs> Thank you. Take care, Jim. Thank you so much. And we will be reaching out to speak to you, check in again soon. Thank you for having me. Okay. Take care. Thank you for listening to Engineering Works. Listen and subscribe to the podcast on ACECIL.org or your favorite podcast platform.